The Sanctuary for Independent Media board and staff came up to the Blue Mountain Center up in the Adirondacks. To tell me more about this center and what's going on, I'm now joined by Mary, BMC Program Manager. And? And I'm Ryan, also Program Manager here at Blue Mountain Center. How would you describe Blue Mountain Center? I would say it's this wonderful and glorified kitchen that hosts some of the greatest uh, people that you'll ever meet. So we do three major programs. We do a residency for artists, activists, composers, playwrights, visual artists. We do focus residencies for those groups and also conferences for social justice organizations. And it all, I think, revolves around the kitchen and the wonderful food and hospitality we're able to offer people. Um, and being in the middle of Adirondack Park and surrounded by 1,600 acres of wonderful nature is kind of the additional bonus to that. And also finding community with one another, I think, throughout the process of just being here is um, one of the, I think, cornerstones of BMC as well. So the walls here are filled with art from artists who have been here, but they don't reflect the Adirondacks. It's not like a photographer went out and photographed the woods or painted a bird around here. So how exactly does the production happen? Is it more uh, the way to understand the fuller process? Uh, Obviously, there's different ways of utilizing this time. Perhaps you have some examples of, of how this residency worked into the larger body of artists' work. In terms of art production, it really varies. Residents will typically apply with a work plan, so a lot of them already have an idea of the kind of work and art that they want to do. And a lot of them coming here, right before coming here, will prepare kind of the basic structure of what they want to do. There are a number of residents who will come with a little bit more space. Pretty recently, we had one visual artist who did citizen science and really tapped into kind of the natural waters of this place, recorded a sound, uh, did image description based off of the images that were captured and also the sound that was captured as well. And some artists come here and they say, you know, even if their work isn't directly inspired by the space around them, just being in the beautiful nature has allowed them to kind of think about what kind of work and art that they want to produce. So it's a pretty wide range in terms of how the area relates to how they think about their work. It's always interesting. Some people become more enamored by the like the surrounding like ecosystems and natural landscapes than others. Some people have you know paint Blue Mountain Center. Some people paint something as like banal as like the art studios itself or the barn. Some people will. Um, I was just remembering those were like the microorganisms underneath the microscope from the lake that this one resident was doing, which are just so amazing to see up close. I cried a little bit. I was like, oh my God, that's there in the water. <laughs> um, so yeah, you always learn something new. Particularly if you've been working here for so long or with, with like us, me and Mary have been here for two years, you think you know the place and these artists will come and discover it again for you. So I think that's always really beautiful to see and witness. Just to keep going with that, how have your lives changed from the people who have come through these halls? I feel like You just meet so many incredible people who are engaging with the world in such like rich and sometimes like disruptive, like disruptive to the way that you previously thought about it. I always say that like 
my heart gets like emotionally stretched out. It's allowed me to like, you know, think and have more compassion and empathy to the world, just learning from people all the time. And, and then I think also being here, the impact of just being in this beautiful place and surrounded by wonderful people all the time is something it's hard to quantify or even talk about, but um, it definitely has made my life like richer and, um, yeah, I don't know. Mary, do you have a good way of thinking about it? I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a real privilege to be in this space, in, especially in our capacity, because we get to be here for longer stretches of time and meet so many groups of people and individuals. I think the way I think about how it's impacted my life is that, you know, often when we look at the state of the world today is kind of depressing for a lot of people who are even slightly aware of just everything that's going on. And for me, the privilege of being in this space is really interacting with people who have such creative thoughts and solutions and are just really driven in different ways, whether that's through their art or through their activism or both, of course, in how they interact with the world. And it really does bring me a sense of hope that I think is hard to capture when you're often isolated, especially during pandemic times. And it also allows you to kind of think about what the world and what people can really do when they have different aspects of their basic needs met. And um, that's something a lot of residents bring up, just kind of like the ways that you can further imagine what this world can be by having um, food and room provided and the space to breathe and the space to think about the work that they do. That has like a, a lot of underlying commentary on there's just so much that we can't expect from people who are having to do so much more work to meet those basic needs. Mm-hmm. Do you think that way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've had retreats here that were very explicitly for rejuvenation, for people healing from certain things in the world. And it's really just strikes a chord in so many ways when you think about the possibilities of, you know, people's imagination and creativities and willingness to really um, think beyond in so many ways when they are able to just kind of not have to think about all of the details of working a job to pay the bills and just thinking. Even so many people have thought about, like, you know, being here, I don't have to think about childcare. I don't have to think about groceries in the same way. Um, when that's all lifted, they just have so much more space. And to end off, you mentioned the importance of food as the center to this place. So let's talk a little bit more about the food, the kitchen at Blue Mountain Center. Yeah. Um... I think, first of all, I think it's interesting to think about the region, too, in the Adirondacks. I mean, in our county, there's two full-year grocery stores that are struggling, that are local. They don't have succession plans um, for when they're family-owned. So what happens to these grocery stores? Um, You have chains trying to move in. Um, You have 30% of everyone who's eligible for SNAP benefits enrolled, um, and food scarcity is just a real big issue. Um, and then oftentimes it's really, we have such just like rich, abundant food access here at Blue Mountain Center. And it's interesting right now that we're like, well, maybe like one of two like quote unquote restaurants that are open in our entire county. Um, 
so yeah it, it's it's like a harsh kind of juxtaposition with the outside world um and i think it goes back to what y'all were just talking about um about meeting people's basic needs and the warmth that kind of comes from our kitchen and how wonderful it is to a not have to think about food um but then to have food prepared so lovingly by our kitchen staff um who are, you know, many of them local Adirondackers, others coming here for this season, um, who learning about our residents and care for them and are part of like our like care team um, and how, yeah, and how wonderful it is to both like be able to predict every meal, to come and always, uh, I've heard people talk about like, you know, also you don't have a lot of choice I mean, we obviously we take uh, consideration like dietary restrictions and preferences and things like that. But to have someone else prepare food for you and not necessarily know what the meal of the night is going to be, but to show up and for it to be very lovingly cooked and prepared and to be so good as Intaba, our head chef, will prepare for you. It's like, and also it can be an adjustment for people if you're not used to three meals a day and reflecting on that a little bit for me it's like oh man like I, n- I never eat three meals a day when i'm not here and, and i think that is part of like the the transformation that happens i think here it's just having this predictability and this rhythm of life that revolves around the kitchen and it's really fun to participate in that i mean as program managers me and mary both work a lot in the kitchen as well we're kind of in both worlds resident world and kitchen world and I think it's probably one of our favorite things, even though it can be a lot sometimes in busier times of the day, but just like being a part of like the daily life and kind of using that as like a, something to fall back on is important for us to, um, to kind of stay grounded. And so, yeah, I think the food here 